welcome to the I'm Such a Pisces podcast. We're two friends taking an explorative journey into all things astrology and a little woo. I'm Christine. I'm a creative, intuitive counselor and coach and astrology enthusiast. We Pisces like to wear all the hats. You can find me on IG at the Dreamy Piscean. And I'm Shelby. I'm a licensed social worker, a big feelings person, and a light skeptic. Uh, here to learn all the astrological things. You can find me on Twitter at Shelby Tweeting, and being a Cancer Rising on Instagram at Shelby Cooking Things. Welcome to our show. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back to the I'm Such a Pisces podcast. I'm Shelby. And I'm Christine. And we've got a hell of an episode for you today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all sides, all sides know me. Are you ready? <laughs> we got some sides for you. You know, they're, they're kind of healthy. We got some mac and cheese, you know, some greens. Oof. Some, Oof. You know, I don't know. Hearty. Sweet Hearty sides. <laughs> Yes. Think of <laughs> think of all of your. Th- I'm. I. Why am I hungry for Thanksgiving food? It is eighty five degrees outside. I'm sorry, I was like, like, it's so hot for me to be talking about such heavy food. <laughs> cranberry sauce. Let's throw some cranberry sauce in there. I mean, you know, I don't fool with cranberry sauce myself. Uh, you don't. I, I do. Not oh my god. With it. Oh, I love it. I love anything tart and cranberry. I've been. I was just thinking about making a TikTok about for my own personal use, not for the pod. About I've been making this little mocktail concoction mm-hmm. where in my water bottle I'll put a little bit of a liquid IV, mm-hmm. like the lemon lime flavor, uh-huh. chia, se- chia seeds, yes, coconut water, and then right. just like a little bit of extra tart cranberry juice, like the kind with no sugar added, mm-hmm. and it's just like mm, it's just like really like refreshing okay. and like kind of kind of tangy. It feels like it's really like doing something for me. I don't know. That's that's my vibe right now. You make it sound really good. <laughs> I'm like, I thank I've you. Never cranberry like me and cranberries all together are not friends, and so I'm like, it sounds good. <laughs> just in my well, mind, my taste buds are like no. <laughs> I know, I get it. I, I like, I will just like lick a lemon. Like, I love that acidic, sour ass shit. Um, I don't know what that means about my personal body chemistry, but also I'm having a hot girl summer. We need the, the cranberry, you know, we need yep. to flush it all out, keep everything running smoothly. Okay. You know? You sure do. Nothing bad is happening, but, like, why not take a preventative measure? Okay, Absolutely. baby? Take care why of the girls. Why not? All of the parts. All of the parts. All the parts. However they identify. Right. Exactly. It's good for the... It's good for that. The no sugar added one, though. The, like, extra tart. She tastes good. Anyway... <laughs> You just gave me flashbacks of my grandmother trying to make me drink ocean spray back in the day, and I just like cried. <laughs> yep. It's like I hate yeah. that shit. <laughs> mm, I'm sorry. It's there's so many varieties now. <laughs> I know. Have you ever seen the? Okay, this is a. We just were like, oh, it's gonna be a short episode because we're just doing little sides. But I that gives me full reins to do hella hella tangents, and here I am. Um, have you ever seen the meme that it's like, God damn, like 
cranberry juice out here with all these different baby daddies and it they just like show the cranberry juice section at the store and it's like ocean spray crayon grape crayon cherry crayon uh whatever whatever and there's just like so many varieties yes would have you tried them all is there is there anything that could get you to to drink a, a cranberry juice like crayon grape is so good too and crayon apple i mean like i just i crayon just apple? don't trust the crayon um, yeah <laughs> It's that yeah. <laughs> it's They're very sour. It's, they're, I, and I love sour. I don't know what it is. Maybe I should try it again. I'm like, when was the last time I had anything cranberry? It may be time, hmm. you know, that seven-year kind of thing with your taste buds. You know, it may right. be time to try it again. I did start right. eating catfish. Well, not start oh, eating. Uh, you I didn't used to like catfish? I, don't, I really did not fuck with catfish. Why not? What was it? Was it a texture thing? I don't know. Well, one... I really, for several, many years of my adulthood, I did not eat fried fish at all. Mm, okay. Because for a lot of my childhood, we ate a lot of fried, well, I don't know if we ate a lot of it, but it just felt like a lot. We ate cafetines and shit like that. Right. And I just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> it's like, so yeah. I had a choice. I was like, no. I mean, when I was a teenager, my mom would cook fish. Like, when she would, she would cook catfish on Saturday nights, and mm-hmm. she would make salmon for me. <laughs> Oh, that's really sweet. About me for that, you know. <laughs> Look, you were the one accommodating, and right? Really, the more expensive fish. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, for sure. Just for you, your little just for you. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's sweet. All kind of things, but I can, I can eat catfish now. I wouldn't say I. Okay, eat you're it. not gonna order I'm it, not going probably. To order it going to get it. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I'll eat it if, you know, if that's, mm. if that's what's available. Damn, I really want some fried fish now, and that sounds yeah. good as hell. <laughs> Ugh, I don't need it, because I have a fridge full of food. I was just telling Christine mm-hmm. that I spent way too much money on food, and I barely got anything. Like, it's it's crazy out here. Groceries are so fucking expensive. I wasn't even at the Whole Foods. I was at the Trader Joe's. And oh, then I just went to the regular-ass grocery store. Like, oh, you went to two tra- places. I went to two places. I go to get the deals. You know? I'll, like, like balance you out... You went to Trader Joe's? Right. <clears throat> yeah. I, like, balance out the my shopping at Trader Joe's with, like, I'll get a couple things at Aldi. You yeah. know? If I really want something specific, I will go to the Whole Paycheck and, and get you know something special but yeah. like you can't buy more than five items you're like you're in for a hundred dollars like do <laughs> you're done you're done <laughs> you know <laughs> i did call the whole paycheck the other day to inquire if they had peonies um and they did mm. not um, oh. but trader joe's trader has joe's them did. yes <laughs> i saw them there the other day i was like these yes. are so pretty i do not need to spend the money on flowers right now <sighs> but I, I do had love to them. Get some before because peonies, their season is really short, and so they so don't short. grow like after June. And yeah, so I don't know how long the stores will still be able to get them after this month. Right. But I'm like, I gotta get one set of peonies in here before. <laughs> for yes. Like, yes. So I was. Oh on my the god. Hunt. I. Uh, okay. So I was at somebody's house the other day and they have a, they're like, are at a rental property or whatever. And they had all these peony bushes in the backyard. And oh they were so, God. they were like, just like, they just are there. Cause you know, they're, they're uh, perennials or whatever. They just keep yes. growing back. 
and they had it was like a week past when they had bloomed and they were all already starting to like fall apart and like mm. rot or whatever and i was oh, like no. why didn't you call me a week why didn't you invite me over a week ago i would have cut this shit this would have been a centerpiece i would have had a dinner party like come on oh, i can't even look i'm like i told you i've been watching the real housewives of beverly hills yes <laughs> and so yes lisa Van, lisa vanderpump had like all regardless of where she seems to live seems to have like these amazing gardens and she is from england so like you know english gardens and like Mm -hmm. i mean when you have some money you can really do some things and so her Mm -hmm. gardens are always they're like they look like she lives on an like a palace like an oh my god um yes they're just so beautiful and she has all these rose bushes everywhere and i'm like she's just always out there cutting them and then there's the like dream lady and she's like i spend like a thousand dollars on flowers and i'm like how how easy i mean if you got it i would too if you got it I yeah if i had them they're beautiful okay if anybody that likes me is listening to this if you have a little crush on me buy me some fucking flowers okay i love to pretend like i'm cool and chill and like i don't need that shit but like i want flowers, I love flowers. buy me some fucking flowers and actually <laughs> yeah just buy them don't arrange them let me arrange them. Just Let me them. arrange them. Buy me don't buy. Varieties. Oh my god. Yeah. Don't buy me a pre-done arrangement. No. Okay. Don't no. do that either. Just no. buy me a couple buy different kinds flowers. of flowers. Yeah. Let me experiment. Let me yes. put them in my own cute little jar. Yes. Like, let me have it. Okay. Let me have I it. it. <laughs> yeah. Flower tangent. Flower <laughs> <sighs> Um, do you want to see what CoStar has to say about it? Let's, let's see what CoStar says. <laughs> let's see. Okay, let me pull mine up here. Yes. Oh, I forgot I looked at mine earlier today. It's a good one. <laughs> okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Either way. Okay. All right, I, I can go. Because <laughs> uh, it's, it's short. <clears throat> okay. So CoStar today is saying growth is scary. Oh. Growth is it scary. Very much can be. <laughs> it really is. It really can be. Very much. So, yeah, it's, okay, so, and I also, because I saw that, I was like, ooh, okay, because I'm, I told you earlier, I'm, like, having a good day today, I'm, it's, it's ovulation week, so I'm, like, got all the motivation, I'm, like, it. yes, <laughs> it's, now that I'm, like, paying attention to that kind of shit, I'm, like, god damn, it really does make a difference, like, I went to the gym earlier. I, like, you can always lift, like, a little heavier when you're mm-hmm. not, like, you know, PMSing or on your period. Anyway, sorry. Yes. I don't yes. I don't think we have that many male listeners, but if we do, get over it. Uh, you know, you're listening to a female-led <laughs> podcast, so. Yeah, right? Respect, <laughs> respect women. Yeah. Anyway. Um, my dues this week include shea butter, weighted blankets, and salty snacks. Oh, so cozy. Yeah, some of my favorite things. Like, I'm going to have a little, I'm going to do my everything shower after after we record tonight. I'm going to, like, you know, self-care, lotion down, eat a salty snack, get this blanket. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be great. Um, my don'ts include mirrors. Too late. I've already looked at myself in the mirror way too many times today. It's, it's- <laughs> I know, I know. I just told you, I got this weird rash on my face. 
it is ovulation week, but there's still some shit going on over here that we're trying to fix anyway. Just don't look at it. Just don't look at it. Just don't look at it. It's fine. No one even notices it unless you point it out. (sighs) Anyway, mirrors. Uh, Lamenting. Don't do any lamenting. Okay. And don't make any assumptions. Hmm, Okay. Well, we, we, we generally try not to. You know, you know what they say. You know what they say. You know what they say. Yeah. We're not trying to be asses. 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 <laughs> anyway, what's custard I got for you today? Ooh, so I too have another one-liner this week. So mm. I did see the preview. Okay. Um, and it says, "Fear is contagious." Ooh, you know what? It is true. It's very true. It is true. So is stress. Oof. Talk about it. Um, <laughs> talk about it. So, my do's say um, endorphins. Mm-hmm. Fizzy drinks. Oh, we love a fizzy drink. Love a fizzy drink. Um, and vanities. Mm-hmm. So, you are supposed to do mirrors, it sounds like. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> A little with preening. My drink with endorphins in it. Okay. Mm, okay. Okay. We love it. Um, don't. Bragging rights. Okay. Musical numbers. <laughs> Fine. That's cool. <laughs> now, let me say. Well, I'll read. The last one says pom poms. <laughs> okay. So, no pep rallies at your house. No pep rallies. That's what I'm hearing. Now, I will say that. I told you I was out looking for a plant earlier today, and so mm-hmm. I was at the Home Depot and mm-hmm. just moving around the aisles. I had my headphones in, uh, my mm-hmm. little earbuds in, and I was listening to some music, and this song came on, and I almost started fully dancing. <laughs> I was just like, who gives a sh-? I was just like, okay, yeah, and I hadn't heard it in a long time, too, and I was like, oh, I'm about to break it down in this Home what Depot. What song was house. it that what caused you so much... Uh... So many it endorphins just was like, here. It's a bop. What was it? Um, what was the song? Dang. It's okay. I put you on the spot. Right. I'm if like, you think of it later, let me know. I will. Because now I want to listen to it. It wasn't anything crazy. It was. Oh, it was. Um, it was "Ride of Your Life." Um, who sing? Um, mm. um <laughs> what? Who sings the song? It's not Let Seven Shooter. It. It's one of one of those girls, though. One of the R and B girlies. Um, oh, is it is it Tanache? I think it is Tanache. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, who is it? Um, yes, yes. Tina She. Yes, right. Tina She. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. Shut that up. Came on, and I was in the Home Depot, and I hadn't heard it in so long. I was like, okay. Mm. Let me see, but. Catch a little hip start moving, you know, your feet want to just move out of that position. Like, right. Don't start okay. dancing here, Christine. <laughs> okay. We love it. But why not? We love but it. But why not? But why not? Why, why not? When I think of a musical number, I think of like a Broadway. And yes. I, you know, yes. I do not like musicals. Like I have tried and tried, but like I am not a theater kid. I do not like musicals. I can't. I, I've seen a couple, like, I went to see Wicked on Broadway when I was a kid, and that shit was, that's a, that was a magical moment, but, like, I really could really give a good. fuck about any of them otherwise. See, I do love a musical, like... Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I, 
I mean, you know, and I understand people don't. And so I don't, you know, I understand that people don't really love people breaking in a song in the middle of, you know, <laughs> watching a storyline. Um, Get out of here like, with that. I'm like, good. are you singing now? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Could you just say it? Could you just say it instead? That would be fine. Oh, but I do love a musical. I cannot lie. I am a musical girl. I've watched the musical TV shows. I watch the movies. I watch the, the theater. I, you know, I, I love it. The theater. <laughs> the theater. Christine's watching the theater. The theater. Um, it always makes me think of, I had this, I had a roommate in college. Shout out, Jenny. Um, hey, Jenny. She lives in Nashville. She actually lives in Nashville now. No, not that one. <laughs> but she she was a funny person to live with because she just would break out into song. She, I mean, she was a singer-songwriter, hence the Nashville move. But she would just break out into song about anything. And sometimes that shit would be just, like, so funny. And sometimes I'd just be like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> I distinctly remember her just like making a fucking sandwich in the kitchen of our college apartment and pulling out a jar of mayonnaise and going mayonnaise and oh, yes. just being like what is your deal what yeah. is your deal that is totally me <laughs> again living at home alone or i mean when i live with my partner same i mean you mm-hmm. know because we comfortable at this point i'm just gonna right be i'm gonna and, get weird yeah. get weird with it break the song break in the dance why not a song and dance number like Mm -hmm. i i can tell you i do that a little bit of both yeah Mm -hmm. we love to see it (laughs) yeah that is occasion we gotta say it at least once an episode it's my literal favorite phrase (laughs) between that and uh you're not wrong you're not wrong (laughs) some of my favorite things to say yes Shelby, look, Shelby's favorite things, like Oprah, Shelby's favorite things. Shelby's favorite things. They're all just, like, problematic phrases that I'm saying. Oops. Yeah. Um, okay, so I feel like we've been on enough tangents for Star. Do you want to take a, a quick little break and come back with some relatable content? Let's do it. All right. All right, y'all, we are back with the relatable content. We've got, you know, we're, we're all sides this, this episode, so we've got, you know, a lot of sides here. A lot of sides in the relatable... Relatable content. Barely. 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 Shelby's going to start us off with yes. a book club update. So, hey. take it away. Yes. Okay, so I realized today I might have to start doing a book club update for the rest of the season. Like yes. every episode instead of every other because we're almost done. We're almost done. We're done. If God. y'all didn't know, we're almost done with the season, y'all. Wrapping up the season. Like we're, we're getting down the to the bottom. Mm-hmm. We're in the waning portion of the season. Yes. Come on, the waning moon. Yes. Because <laughs> we're talking about that today, <laughs> by the way. Um, so, in case you missed it, in case you are just now joining us for our book club, we are reading the book Magical Astrology by Sky Alexander. Use the power of the planets to create an enchanted life, right? Yes. So, we're talking about all kinds of different things, but today we're covering chapters six and seven. 
Um, and so we're talking about, in chapter six, we're talking about working with, well, really both of these chapters are about working with the planetary bodies. And so chapter six gets its own devoted chapter uh, for working with solar and lunar energies. And then mm. chapter seven is about working with the planetary powers. And so just again, how you incorporate these things into your, your rituals, your magic practices, all that kind of stuff. So as with a lot of the things that we're talking about here, you know, you've heard us talk about this before, right? In all, in, in a myriad of ways, but we're really just talking about the sun. Like, so when we're talking about the sun, we're talking about that sun energy. It's this like primary indicator of your personality. You can think about it as this present version of you, um, where the vibrations are really invigorating and expansive. Um, but that being said, it's a really positive energy for your magical work, right? Yes. Um, especially in terms of if you're trying to maybe like cast spells or bring in energy that is related to uh, what they in the book were calling outer world activities. So thinking about like business ventures, improving your public image, um, even strengthening your your physical condition like how you look to other people if you're trying to sort of call those things in kind of utilize your sun sign to harness that energy and and use those characteristics for your spell work right oh okay um this this is just a complete tangent and side note but they had mentioned it in (laughs) in the book and I was like wait have we talked about this on the podcast before because what the fuck Um, so they talked about how cities and places and countries like depending on when they were founded they have their own sun signs that kind of you know encompass like the whole of their their what they're being and like what they're about Mm -hmm. and the U.S. is a cancer Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the U.S. is a cancer, right? You know, on the established, yeah. Mm-hmm. July. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which reminds Interesting. me of on cancer season. But I, I like that. I read that and I was like, that doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> what sign would you give the U.S.? What is the what is the U.S.'s rising sign? That would be. Yeah, Even more time, interesting. Well, I guess we. What time were we established as a country? Of, uh, independence written, right? Right. Like, what time were they signing that though? <laughs> and, the, and the book was like, oh well, it makes sense because the U.S. places a lot of value on like family and nationalism mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. these kind of values. But I was like, you know, it feels like a stretch. It feels like a stretch to me. Like. Are we sure? I mean that uh, the nationalism part makes sense because you think about the fourth house and home. And like sure. that loyalty to home and all of the, you know, and the U.S. definitely got a lot of that going on. Um, <laughs> we are rooting for ourselves, um, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a commercial also- the other day of like a military, I think it was a Marines commercial. And I just, I don't know. I had some mm-hmm. personal feelings. Doesn't that make um, sad? <laughs> it made me, yeah, it just didn't feel... It didn't feel like a good of a good vibe. Uh, <laughs> I just saw them blowing up ships and shit, vibe. and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and they're like, we gotta protect our country. I'm like, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> I can respect the individual accomplishments of people in the military. Absolutely. I can respect why people want to join the military. They offer sure. a lot of benefits. 
it works out great for some people. As a whole, that shit is bad. I mean, you know, going to war. <laughs> it's bad. The U.S. Not, is out here in foreign... Uh, sorry, I'm just, let me Girl, go on a tangent. Don't get us started. Imperialism <laughs> don't get us started. Because uh, yeah. we can go. We can go yeah. about that. I have feelings. Uh, you have lots of feelings. talk about them. Anyway, that is not what this is about. <laughs> this is not what this part of the book club is about. But I was just... They, po- they popped that in there, and I was like, cancer, really? And then they were like, oh, well, the U.S. exports so much food. And it's like, okay, that is also true, but it's not okay. really giving a mommy vibe, is It's it? definitely not giving mom vibes. <laughs> definitely not. And that cancer is mom vibes to me. Unless it's, like, toxic, narcissistic mom <laughs> Which does, you know... Maybe that that's us as a country. Yeah. Um, I don't want to claim myself as part of it, but I do live here. Um, I do so. live here. I'm not proud of it, but I do. Not proud here. of it. If I go to an, if I go to another country, I do not want to tell you that I'm American. But don't. you'll know. But you'll know. <laughs> Unfortunately, you will know. Yikes! <laughs> I try to hide it. I try to disguise it. it as much as possible. You hear the way I talk, the way I walk into a room. Dress. As as I'm trying not to be an asshole. I'm still absolutely. American still american jeez anyway sorry about that tangent but i was just like what the fuck anyway let's get into it Um, let's get into it anyway consider consider your sun sign when you're trying to do those sort of outer worlds activities when you're trying to call those in um doing that kind of magic and then of course on the opposite end of the spectrum we have the moon's sort of very different feminine energy it's very intuitive um you know they just mentioned as a side note like if you meet somebody with a similar moon sign or a moon sign that vibes with yours like that's often very intuitive connection like oh yes i i really vibe with you know a lot of people with like air moons like mine i'm just like oh we're just in here talking talking Mm -hmm. talking (laughs) it's works well for me yes anyway so that's a thing um but the moon's energy is is a different vibe so if you're trying to call in um you know things like magic or or spells or you know things around love and family fertility um really just like Mm. anything in that divine feminine sort of space right yes you're wanting you're wanting to use the moon's energy um, and they also talked a little bit about utilizing these different lunar phases. So I know, you know, we hear a lot about like new moon and full moon rituals. Mm-hmm. Um, so new moon being like, okay, you're like, you're sort of planting the seeds for something that's going to come soon. So, um, you know, we hear a lot about that. And then a full moon just being like more of a time of culmination, um, kind of completing things, sort of wrapping things up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel like I hear a lot of people talking about different kinds of things to do during a waxing or a waning moon. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about a waxing moon, obviously something is, is growing, like the moon is getting bigger. Uh-huh. she has got the airport up immediately above her head right now. <laughs> it's always so. At least it's not crashing down like last week. Oh my god, that shit was <laughs> that was a traumatic Traumatizing. experience. 
Mm. Traumatizing. It happened twice in one day. <laughs> Seriously. You were talking about it, and then it happened. I was like, oh, my God, she was not kidding. That shit is scary. <laughs> anyway. Waxing moon. Um, so you're thinking about uh, things that promote growth or increase, especially, like, prosperity spells, or if you're trying to, like, call in, you know, financial wealth of yes. or wealth of any kind really it doesn't necessarily have to just be financial sure. but you're calling that sort of prosperity in and then think about you know the exact opposite of that for the time during a waning moon so if you are trying to set limits if you are trying to um you know limit yourself in any way if you're trying to mm. set a boundary or like yeah. you know cast people out of your life the the best time to do that is during the the, the waning moon. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so. That's you know I think that makes sense in that you think about that cycle and you think about the things you want to increase. You know your new moon, you set your intentions and you think about the things you want to increase during that period of waxing to the full moon and then the full moon you're like let's release things we want to decrease in our life. You know and just that cycle. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it's it. A, it's a beautiful little dance. Yes. <laughs> um, so I just, as an example in here, they had like a waning, like also, you know, keep in mind the position of the moon, like where it is. So it changes very quickly. We know the moon moves fast. but Moves fast. For example, <laughs> a, like a waning Capricorn moon could mean like maybe that's a good time for if you're trying to reduce some of your work responsibilities. Mm. Where you're trying to, like, you know, chill the fuck out and not, like, do it all at work. And you're trying to release that. Like, yeah. do it during a waning Capricorn moon, right? Like, makes sense to me. Love it. Yes. It's all very intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just generally speaking, so uh, in terms of eclipses, which we're kind of getting out of eclipse season now. But, you know, there'll be more at some point. Um, there will think about solar eclipses uh, being really favorable for lunar practices um, because the sun's energy or the sun is being blocked, right? So mm-hmm. if there's a solar eclipse, maybe try some of these these moon practices or these moon energy things that we're talking about. And then during a lunar eclipse, obviously it's the opposite way. So during a lunar eclipse, you're really supporting more solar kinds of activities and, and sun magic sort of things. Mm. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's um, more more or less the gist of chapter six. It gets into um, a little bit more detail about some of these things. Um, but because we've got a lot of sides for you today, I'm going to move on to chapter seven. And chapter seven is all about the, the individual planetary bodies and kind of the powers that they hold. So I'm just going to give a quick run through of like the types of, um, I don't know, the types of magic, so to, so to speak, or the types of things that you want to call in, um, or when you might be looking to utilize specific planets uh, in your in your rituals. And you can do these in all kinds of ways. The book kind of covers different ways to utilize each of the planets based on you know whatever. Um, sort of crystals are associated with that planet or the the symbology associated with that planet but these are the kind of different ways that you might want to call them in okay so um okay so we talk a ton about mercury like we know that mercury deals with communication 
and talking um, and, and all that kind of stuff, technology. Um, so if you're, you're trying to invoke something with travel, with communication, um, maybe you're looking for a new job, you've got business dealings, contracts, those kinds of no- negotiations, you're really wanting to call in Mercury for that. Yes. Right. Yes. If you are trying to make a favorable impression on other people and really attract people to you uh, who might benefit benefit you either in a social way or even in a business way, then you might want to invoke be- Venus because, you know, Venus is all like we think of Venus as this planet of love, but also like Venus is about the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of both a little bit of both yes so, um yeah you're trying to like be attractive to other people call venus in they got you we love venus <laughs> we love venus Ugh. all my all my venus planets are like my yes. favorite people <laughs> All right, so if you're trying to confront danger or you're dealing with some, like, adversaries or some big challenges in that way, you might want to consider invoking Mars. Um, so Mars, as we know, it's like the, the god of war, you know, the, the, what's the word? I can't think of the word. Anyway, but, it, yeah, <laughs> we think of, like, Things that are, are dangerous or things that are mm, like violence, aggression. Uh, aggression. Yeah. Is what I, like, of. I don't know why I could not think of the word aggression. <laughs> we say it on the podcast a lot. I don't know. It's just a regular ass word. It's always the words that you want that don't come. <laughs> um, also, on that same tip, like, of course, we think of Mars as like aggression, the planet of like sex and, and that kind of stuff. So if you're needing some extra energy or some extra strength there's some extra extra like you know sexual prowess like hit up mars to see what they've got going on you know hey mars hey big head i don't know i don't know you know they might be able to help you hey <laughs> all right so moving on you're looking for prosperity you're looking for healing work. You're looking for fortunate vibrations. You're looking for good vibes in your legal matters. Jupiter's Jupiter's your boy or your girl or your being of any kind. What is Jupiter's? Is Jupiter, well, you know, uh, traditionally, is, I feel like Jupiter is masculine traditionally. <laughs> I think it is. So you were, yeah, you were I on the right track. Your boy Jupiter. Your boy Jupiter. Yeah, boy. And I was like, you know, we're expansive. Jupiter can be whatever Jupiter wants to Jupiter, be. Jupiter, yes, be yourself, Jupiter, and just whoever you are, yeah. we're down with Jupiter it. Jupiter is 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 a planet of good vibes, as you were you were mentioning on your your IG story the other day. All those Jupiter transits were happening, like yes, yeah, they just feel good. Abundant energy, you know, just mm-hmm. feeling good, feeling great, feeling great. How about you? <laughs> yes. We love that. That's how Jupiter feels. <laughs> And then, and then, you know what's coming next. Mm. Are you looking for banishing rituals? Are you looking for letting go of things? Are you looking to protect yourself and form strong boundaries? Maybe build some inner strength? Maybe you're trying to bind an enemy? Saturn. Mm. Saturn. 
Daddy Saturn. <laughs> Daddy Saturn. Hey, Daddy. Says, Here's your boundaries. I need to bind somebody. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we need to be invoking Saturn more often. Right. I, I can stand to do that, probably. A little discipline. I think we all could. All of us Pisces, definitely. <laughs> We don't love him, but, you know, he's good for us. He's good for us. He's good for us. Daddy provides for us. Okay, anyway, sorry. That's really quickly. Um, let's move on. Okay. We know about Uranus, right? So if we're invoking Uranus, know that, like, yeah, it might help you create change, but you might not be able to control the outcome. Like, it's volatile energy over there. Mm-hmm. It's it's powerful, but it's often super destructive. Um, but it's also great for if you're working in a higher realm or if you're trying to kind of like, you know, get up on another plane. Yeah. Maybe that's a risk you're willing to take. <laughs> Just know that the outcome is maybe not always going to be. We don't know what it's going to be. And it might be a surprise. <laughs> it's probably going to be a surprise. Might, might be not. shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because that's Uranus. <laughs> that's, that's how it is. Um, and then, of course, we you know, a planet after our own heart. Uh, some Neptunian vibes. Maybe you're looking to strengthen your psychic work or your divination or your really just your intuitive abilities. Like if you are looking to get in touch with some of that, um, your sensitivity to other people, your connection to non-physical worlds. Neptune's Neptune's the planet that you might want to you might want to hit up. You want to do some drugs? You want to you know do some drugs? <laughs> some shrooms? Neptune, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course Pluto is like a whole different vibe. So a whole different. <laughs> Pluto like really is associated with all all kinds of alchemy and occult in general so any type of like magical thing that you're doing inherently invoking pluto is going to be helpful um but especially dog's about to bark my dog's about to bark you gonna bark <laughs> it's been a while since we've had a little kima kima on the podcast i know um anyway so pluto like literally any kind of you know, magic can be enhanced by Pluto, but especially sex magic, banishing and purification uh, spells, strengthening inner power, or transcending the physical realm. We love to transcend the physical realm. You know, we do. <laughs> I don't know if it's Pluto or our, our oof, Pluto. Mm. Pluto. Pluto. Where's our I don't Pluto? know if I can invoke Pluto. <laughs> Just, it's I don't a lie. Know. It's, it's I'm scared. Like it's again, what did I say? I told you I was scared of Scorpios. I'm afraid of invoking Pluto energy. It might be. It might be a good match for you. You know. Get it might there, be good see. for me. What's there to see? I'm scared. I don't know. <laughs> so if you're interested, if you're following along with the book club, all of these, um, you know, there's there's more detailed instructions about how to invoke all of these planets in your your different rituals, your different practices. But you know, that's a that's a good start. I thought that was a fun, interesting little chapter. Absolutely, because you y'all are following along, so y'all read this too. So well, everybody did their homework. <laughs> everyone everybody did their homework. The book. Okay. So you don't need yeah. Me to read the whole thing to you. We don't this have to read the book to you. 
right. I think there's a copyright infringement there. I guess. Right. I, I think there might be. <laughs> so that's what I got. That's Might have to get permission to actually read the book <laughs> on there. It's a read along. That's a different kind of podcast. If you want different that, kind. hey, let me know. I would love to ASMR read you a book if you would Ooh. like to pay me to do that. Hey, know that those services are available over here. They're available. <laughs> Just if you want to hear Shelby read any book, well, mm-hmm. well, any book. I'll do it. Um, in, I, I can do it in my sexy voice too, if you. Yeah, we'll yeah. There. We'll get rid of the vocal we'll fry. Yeah, let's make you set your prices, and you know, go ahead and hit them up. Like, let them know. <laughs> let them know. <laughs> okay, so y'all, I have an update. So was it last week? When did we talk about Saturn and Enceladus? It's that, Moon Bay. That was two weeks ago. Was that two weeks our, ago? Our gushy moon. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. She was real gushy. So we've, gushy. you know, we've got an update on Enceladus. Okay. okay. Now, one, we did find out that she is one of the main moons. Okay. She's one of the sister moons. You know, it's a bunch of them. It's 146 of them. I think they found another sister one because last time I checked it was 145. Um, God. So, <laughs> so just keep finding more. I don't Do know. research on something else. There's too many. <laughs> There's so much going on over there. Um, so she is the sixth largest, so she is a main chick over there. Um, she's a big girl. Um, (laughs) so we got an update on Enceladus because she has a soda ocean. She got a soda ocean over there. So what is a soda ocean? Is it like a soda stream? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Um, it is like a soda lake. Apparently, I did also not know what a soda lake was, but apparently we have those. So let's 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 find out a little bit more here. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because well, one we talked about the other week, and sure. because Shelby said, "Does that mean that there could be life? Life, life on life? this moon?" Yes. So you know. I read this this morning. Um, so this moon, Enceladus, has a liquid ocean with a rocky floor under its bright white frosty surface. It also has ice volcanoes that spew frozen grains of materials into space, generating one of the many rings circling the planet. So interesting. But the big part of this, the research that they have done has found that those icy grains contain phosphates. Mm. And phosphates apparently are a big supporter of life. <gasps> Aliens! So, <laughs> <laughs> we might have life out there. Um, and apparently, if I'm, yeah, it says it's the first time phosphorus has been found in an ocean beyond Earth. So this is a big deal, y'all. This is Could be deal. some aliens up there. Um, I won't read the whole thing to you or anything, but the big deal is that there is phosphorus. Um, and so the phosphorus makes it kind of carbonated, kind of creates some carbonation, oh. carbonates, carbonates. A um, LaCroix ocean, if you yeah, will. Come on, LaCroix ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish... Mm. I wish we could name the show. Maybe let's let's keep it. Let's keep let's keep it in mind. (laughs) 
LaCroix Ocean. That's, that's, that's a beautiful name for a little girl. <laughs> Look at Shelby's, Shelby's child will be named LaCroix, LaCroix Ocean. Ocean. Right, we won't, we won't go to that. <laughs> but so, um, so earlier research showed that phosphorus should be scarce on extraterrestrial ocean worlds, which could hold back life from forming elsewhere in the solar system or galaxy. So the, again, this is just a really big thing because they weren't thinking that they would find all of this. And, you know, she was gushy. You know, not too long ago, she was so gushy, and we have just found out that not only is she gushy, she's got phosphorus going on. She's maybe pregnant. I mean, she's got some icy volcanoes shooting out and all kinds. I mean, she's got a lot going on. When you're so gushy that they, you know, Daddy Saturn doesn't exist. Okay, this is Mm. gross. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to move on from Encelius, but, you know, she's (laughs) still having a good time out there. And she's got, um, you know, she might be some living on there. We don't know. We were so happy for her. I love it. Yes. I mean, she's got lots of good news for us. So that's Enceladus. That's our little Enceladus update. Okay. So next I want to get into some, some interesting things that I've just found around um, the internet this week, um, particularly from one, one source. Um, so <laughs> go ahead and shout him out. Um, because all of these stories he did, and I would like to, you know, give him that credit. So this is from at Bruce underscore underscore Wayne 11. And so we are going to start with a little celebrity headline transits. I'm fascinated. What do we got? Fascinating. (laughs) Um, So the first celebrity... Okay, words today, or, you know, just not, again, do I need to do my, like, vocal exercises before we get started? Right? How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? Like, what are we saying? The bluebird, like, bounce the ball. I got it. Okay. All right, give us the celebrity transit. Our first celebrity um, this person is a little more niche, so you know if you may know her, you may not. Her name is Miss Jocelyn Hernandez, okay, the Puerto Rican Jocelyn, princess herself. If you don't know Jocelyn Hernandez, <laughs> what's the song? How does the song go? Um, oh wait, um, no. Oh no! <laughs> as soon as you asked, I'm like, it just went right out of my head. Um, it? It's I. It was on. A is it a birthday song? No, is it a, it's, it's, they say the word birthday, God, okay, I just, do, oh, do it like it's my b-day, do it like it's my day. yeah, do it, do it like it's my b-day, I'm like, is it a birthday song? Yes. Are you, do it like it's my b-day, day, baby, okay? And that's yeah. all you need to know. Live your best life. Do it like it's Jocelyn. my b-day. So, Jocelyn has been known from, um, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta fame, um, she is a rapper. Um, she also, I believe, has a... Right. <laughs> you know, hey, hey. You know, she claims to be a rapper, so I'm just going yes. with what she says she... Of course. Of course. Uh, but she also, I believe, has a show on Zeus called Jocelyn's Cabaret. Jocelyn's 
Jocelyn's um, Cabaret. Jocelyn's Cabaret. She also used to strip, y'all, so that's, you know, maybe a connection. Sure. Just go watch Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Very messy. Very good. <laughs> she says, hey, maid. Uh, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> And Stevie, 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 Stevie. Just go watch the show, y'all. It's great. Jocelyn is great entertainment regardless. Um, she might make you mad, but she is entertaining. Um, so if you know Jocelyn, you know she's a fighter, first of all. Um, so this story is uh, with her mugshot. I'll let, I'll let Shelby see that there. Beautiful. And, oh, God. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Yes. So, it says, Jocelyn Hernandez's Mars Opposition. Did you know about Mars Oppositions? Did... Don't. I didn't, I didn't know. I'm like, what do we need to know? Yeah. So, this says, reality star Jocelyn Hernandez was arrested Monday morning, or Monday, on at least four charges, including trespassing and battery. Hernandez was attending Floyd Mayweather's exhibition fight against John Gotti III in South Florida. She decided to get in her own little fight, huh? Okay. She, you know she was going to be at fight night. Um, of course. So, of course. Why would you not? And it's in Miami. Uh, so she got into a brawl with another reality star, Big Lex. And it's all in her stars. Hmm. How so? Tell us How so? How so? Jocelyn is having her Mars opposition. And if you know astrology, you know Mars opposite itself can be quite violent. Mm, So think about that opposition energy and then think about Mars opposite itself. (laughs) So she was born with a Mars square herstellium of Pluto, Sun, Venus in Scorpio. So if you didn't know the Scorpio piece, that might make a little more sense to why she's way intense, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Got some some interesting darkness energy. And she, the Mars, Mars, her Mars is square, all of that energy. So now again, squares uh, create some um, challenging, challenging energy. energy. Challenging energy. Um, all squares aren't bad, but most squares are pretty challenging. We there are some squares that are good. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some squares are. Some squares can be somewhat beneficial. It just depends on the planets. Like, it, there's a few squares that are actually a decent, you know, aspect. But most squares, people don't get excited about squares. Uh, so, <laughs> so that says, mm-hmm. That says it all right there. If you have ever seen her in action on Love and Hip Hop or her other reality shows, you already know she's a ticking time bomb. You already know. Now he says, "You oh, come on, come on, big friend. Yeah, this is still Pride Month. Hey, don't get me started, Shelby. Do not get me started. Ooh, I have a tangent, but I'm just, let me stay focused. Okay. He says, she is one of my favorites. Her Mars in that stellium in Scorpio was triggered by transiting Mars. So Mars is bold and loves to start a good fight. There could be some consequences for her as she is also having her Saturn square. Jesus. Oh, no. Saturn 
holds us accountable. That's probably why she has a mug shot. <laughs> um, and it's not it, cute, let me tell you. <laughs> it, it's not a good look for sis. It's not a good look. So he says, I'm not sure what the bra was all about, but if in fact she started it, there may be a price to pay. Because Saturn is going to collect. Saturn said, Saturn don't does. have these consequences. So that was our first story. So, you know, that was the first time I really read about, you know, a Mars um, opposition. Um, yeah. And so then I went, you know, I was Googling, I was looking, I was in all the little astrology places and nooks and crannies trying to, you know, see what's like, what's what's Mars opposition? Like, what's going on with that? Right. Tell us when is more. my Mars opposition? Will I go to jail? Will I fight somebody? Not will you go to jail. I, I can't have you go to jail, friend. We can't record the podcast while you're Listen, in jail. Listen, <laughs> I can't go to jail. Now, the good news is I feel like my Mars, my Mars is in the 12th house. Now, well, good or bad, I'm not sure. But here's the thing. Again, the 12th house, if we, didn't re- if we don't remember, that little piece of 12th house that governs prison. Uh, <laughs> being locked up. So... That always makes me a little nervous about the 12th house, especially because I have a stellium there. Uh, <laughs> like, we don't want that energy. Yes. So I'm trying to think. I'm like, okay, so my 12th house, so the 12th house opposite the 12th house is 6th house. So Mars would have to be uh, somewhere near the 6th house. But I think my Mars, my Mars is in Taurus, which means the opposition Mars would have to be, what is the opposite of Taurus? Scorpio, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah, so Scorpio, I believe, is somewhere between my 6th and 7th house. I think it's split. Either way, things to look out for. Things to <laughs> Watch look out for out your Mars for. opposition, people. Ooh, <laughs> things boy. to look out for. Yeah. I was concerned. Okay. I was like, ooh, when is mine? Actually, let's just... Or when, when did I last have one? <laughs> did you find out? I didn't find out when I last had one. I have to really dig. Yeah. And I wasn't in that <laughs> digging of a mood yet. We're not in that kind of mood today. We're not in that kind of mood just yet. But I will. So, the next celebrity we have is Tyler Perry. And the headline is, Perry. Tyler Perry to take control of BET. Oh. I'm like, okay. So Are Tyler really Perry is out here buying shit. playing his content anyway. pretty much pretty much now this was interesting to me because i just you know i told you how much i enjoy watching hours and hours of architectural digest channel um and i saw a show one of their shows they had they it's like cribs uh but it's like their version you know so much cleaner and so they show tyler perry's studio lot um Because if you don't know, Tyler Perry has a mass of land <laughs> Have we all seen in Atlanta. Atlanta? <laughs> Jesus. Right. <laughs> good. Come on, call back. That was a great episode, actually. Such a good episode. I wish we could tangent just on that, but we can't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> time. Time. But Tyler Perry had, um, what he was showing on that episode was he has a several um historical homes on that property oh. so he was actually showing those i mean okay. you know i mean it'd take all day to show the whole thing the thing it's massive a whole series 
it's massive. If you have been to Atlanta and you've seen that, geez, massive. Anyways, so Tyler Perry clearly is doing well. Um, He is having his Venus return. So it says recent reports say Tyler Perry is set to take control of BET Network. Looks very likely. The amount he is paying is undisclosed at this time. And it will also give him control of VH1, making him the bl- the first black person in history to own two networks. Good stuff. And it's all in the stars. So, transiting Uranus is sextile his midheaven. We know midheaven is, you know, that space of like the what we're supposed to be doing, our purpose, our you know where we're going, what we're doing, our public facing life um also trying his sun and pluto conjunction with pluto ruling his second house of money (laughs) so he is also having his venus return with mars also conjunct his venus as well as indicating a power move around his money makes sense all right Venus is his chart ruler, transiting Jupiter. Remember, Jupiter is out here giving us abundance right now. Jupiter has entered his eighth house, conjunct his natal Saturn, which indicates the structure of his empire is expanding. Hmm. He is also having his Saturn sextile and his Neptune trine. So Neptune rules television and movies. I did not know that. Um, (laughs) it's a a form of escape so that absolutely right yeah maybe that's why I be watching so much TV okay Uh, (laughs) that's why I have to stay away right I'm like I have to go off TV sometimes because I end up like watching so much of it and I'm like okay (laughs) I'm done with this Um, he does have some not so good transits like Neptune opposite his son Pluto and Saturn opposite his natal Uranus but clearly, with all of the other big transits he is having, this is a good time for him. A great fucking, a great time to be Tyler Perry. I'm like, it's, it's been a great time to be Tyler Perry for a while. I mean, look, that Tyler has been really enjoying himself for so long, so long, and just Do without. We have to watch Acrimony just, on the podcast sometimes. Oh God, <laughs> it's just not that though. Did I? I think I tried. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I think I tried to watch that and I just couldn't do it. Um, not even comedy. I mean, I just couldn't. I was like, I can't. I can't do this. I'm I not, can't. There's not enough weed. It's in too the much. World it's to too that. much. <laughs> okay, so our last celebrity transit, y'all. It's a good one. Popeye's chicken sandwich. Is it back? What's happening? <laughs> I'm well, scared. it's still here, girl. It never left. Oh, well, it never you know, left. Okay. it went scarce for a while, but once it came back, you know, they they got it together. I don't know, you know, what the real issue was, honestly, <laughs> um, other than them trying to make it a hype. You know, it's like it right. was during the pandemic, y'all. So yeah, scarcity, scarcity, <laughs> scarcity. Tight, yes, you know? it's a very good marketing technique. Um, right. <laughs> it does work. Um, so Popeye's chicken sandwich is a Leo, y'all. So. Bruce says, I was watching the History Channel series What Foods Built America, and the story of fried chicken in this country was quite interesting. 
Now, I know everybody remembers back in 2019 when people were losing their fucking minds to get a Popeye's chicken sandwich. So he says, I cast a birth chart back then for August 12th, 2019, 10 a.m., and the money making magic was all in the stars. That damn sandwich made $5 billion. What? $5 billion, y'all. For a fucking sandwich? <laughs> now, let me say that. That, 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 that Popeye's chicken sandwich is good, though. It's good. I mean, it's good. I love you. I think my chicken is good. I'm a vegetarian, so I didn't have one. But, like, good, I bet girl. that shit was good. I bet it was. You know we love that chicken for Popeye's. Um... <laughs> You know the uh, slogan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the sandwich was born with a Saturn, Moon, Pluto, and Capricorn. This is where it really gets interesting. Look, Capricorn is doing a thing on TikTok about cat moons. Okay. Yep. Destined for success. Look, this is your next TikTok right here, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> um, <laughs> that we could do it. Look, that hey. I might. I might. <laughs> it might it might pop know. off. People want to know about it. So Capricorn itself rules big business. The moon rules its midheaven. The moon also rules the stomach and digestive system. And Pluto rules the second house money. Now, I guess this is whatever this is about. Because I'm like, this must be the, the sandwiches chart. Because I'm like, Pluto doesn't rule the second house. I can't so we must. <laughs> sandwiches chart. That yes. Is, that's also yes. possible episode titles. Yes. Um, that stellium was getting a sextile from Neptune, which was good for Popeyes, but not so much for customers. They were manipulated into believing that they had to have that motherfucking sandwich. Okay. A big business making a shitload of money off of folks digestive system. (laughs) Oh, and not to mention that it was born with a sun Venus conjunction in Leo with Venus ruling the taste buds and ruling the sandwiches ascendant. Making it a very pleasant thing to look at. Okay. Okay. Cute cute little sandwich. Cute little sandwich. It is. Leo itself is about creating something with the goal to have the world praise it. So that Sun-Venus conjunction is trying Jupiter, taking this thing right through the roof. The Sun-Venus conjunction sat closely conjunct at his own Sun-Venus conjunction but he had not had a single desire to wait an hour for a sandwich. <laughs> Man. That's funny. Um, I heard stories about folks waiting in line and sat, saw news stories with drive through lines blocks long. Absolutely. We sure did see those. Mm-hmm. Um, and he yeah. says until this day, he's never had one. There you go, Shelby. Look, you and I'm Bruce. not the only one. You're not the I'm only one. You're not alone, Shelby. You are not alone. <laughs> That's what Michael Jackson said. I am here with you. Um, <laughs> we just go okay. Um, so okay. Then he starts talking about the Chick Fil A sandwich. So we won't go in all into the Chick Fil A sandwich. Um, maybe that's a that's another celebrity's transit story for another day. What but, other sandwiches birth charts do you want read to you? Tell okay. us, y'all. You want tell the Big us. Mac? You want the Whopper? Yeah. You know, you want the Incredible Meat? Uh, yeah. the what the Impossible Meat? meat? Yeah. <laughs> the Incredible. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. Talk about breaking in the song. I said I hate it, and I've done it. Like Look at it. Shelby is now 
breaking into song. She is Let's ready for her musical. <laughs> Yes, let's take a break out. (laughs) All right, we will be right back. Hey, hey, y'all. We are back for this All Sides episode. And guess what? We've got more relatable content. More relatable content, (laughs) y'all. We know that's the relatable content that you know and love. Um, So we talked about this a little bit last week. A lot, actually, last week. Back to <laughs> the do whole it again. Episode. The whole episode, as a matter as a matter of fact, we are continuing our discussion on none other than the ultimatum: queer love. Mm. It's still Pride Month. We can still get this in. We can talk about Absolutely. episodes seven and eight. Yes, we're going to talk about episodes seven and eight, and y'all, it gets juicy. Oh my god, these were honestly as much as I laughed during the first like six episodes seven and eight got a little heavy yeah i had some real moments real moments happened and i was i was happy to see it honestly um now some of the moments maybe not as happy to see um sure (laughs) but you know i hate to you know see people having very real breakdowns on television um but we'll get to that later (laughs) that That was an episode eight yes man that was Mm. things to say things to say but let's get into Um, episode seven (laughs) yeah let's get into episode seven so um i just took a few notes we really this is like we're into the trial marriage with your original partner at this point we're getting into it yes Um, so we start off with mel and yoli mel and yoli mel is reminding me of someone that we both know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Christine and I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's this opening scene. She's in here picking out these strawberries and saying, oh, I need to get the perfect one. Such a fucking Virgo. Such, Such a Virgo. Virgo. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm trying to make you breakfast. I'm trying to make Listen, you perfect. you know, I just want to eat, girl. I don't, it don't need to be perfect. Right. Yeah, she's in here. And granted, I mean, she's just... She's picking out the berries. She's making a parfait. It's it's a little healthy health moment. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. Um, but Yoli is like not into it. Not into it at all. Yoli's not feeling it because Yoli's still feeling Xander over here. She's just Xander. thinking about Xander and running off and being in love. <laughs> this is so interesting because later in this episode, their dynamic starts to remind me, and this is you know. I am, this is where I have to be like, yes, I am problematic. Um, as everyone knows, I just ended a very long-term relationship or, you know, we just ended a very long-term relationship. And it's like, you get to this point where you feel like Yoli is at this point that I feel is very relatable, that Mel is finally doing everything that you could possibly want. Mm-hmm. And it does not matter. And Mel is like, what do you need me to do? what do you need me to do? Like, what the fuck do you want from me? And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, I can't tell you how it is that my needs aren't being met, but I know that my needs aren't being met here, mm-hmm. even though you are doing literally everything that, that I, I asked you to do. Ask for. Mm-hmm. And everything I asked you to do. Like, I yeah. laid these things out, and Mal stepped up in mm-hmm. She's doing, doing the Mal's things. Doing it all. So Yoli's still 
not really all the way happy and she's like well you know what's the issue like because you know i'm doing the things i'm doing all the things and yoli is just in love like now here's the so i had some frustrations you know you know your own stuff always comes Mm -hmm. up in all of this you know i'm like no yoli Because I'm like, no, Mal has already said that Yoli falls in love, right? And she's yes. she's stated that Yoli will fall in love with him. Right. She's like, I'm not going to be surprised if Yoli falls in love with somebody. Right, right. Said that from the also, jump. so relatable. Like, I'm still out here like, I love love. Like, We're Pisces. I, you know, I can't help it. I love to romanticize. We love it's a ro- so we love love. And so Yoli's a Leo. So... Yoli loves that affection and being doted on and being adored and all the things. And so this thing with Xander, again, is three weeks old. Uh, (laughs) Very new. Very much the honeymoon stage. And so I get into a space and I'm like, I don't know how you're making these comparisons. I don't know exactly what it's based on, you know, because from a viewer standpoint, it feels like you're comparing a honeymoon phase to a three year. We've been in this thing. We've been through some shit together and all this stuff. How do we compare those things? How do I know? How do you know that Xander can meet all of, you know, like, how do you know that? You don't. You don't. You straight up don't. <laughs> so but you in love. So I'm like, I get it. Cause you know, I love love. I love fun love. I'm. We love, we love to be delusional. about. Mm-hmm. Very delusional up here. But there's also a part of me that is like, again, this is my own shit. I know. It's like, we just, let's talk about our own stuff. Really? Yeah, I know. It's, it's so bad because I just like, man, this one relationship especially made me go, Ooh, like, mm-hmm. I have been this person in this relationship. But Yoli said something about like how it feels so good to have someone like meet your needs right off the bat Mm, mm -hmm. and it's like again you don't know that xander is going to continue to meet those needs but to to not have to explain to somebody how to love you Mm. right away yeah it's like ooh, it does feel good it's like i can work with this i can forgive a lot of things if this like initial attraction is there and i don't have to explain to you how i would like to be loved you just intuitively understand it not that i expect you to read my mind Uh uh-huh but like there is an intuitive sense of like i know what you what you need Mm -hmm. i don't know again i'm delusional as fuck i'm with it it just (laughs) i mean you know i'm just you know the frustration came up but i also i mean you know of course i under understand that you know that feeling um you know i think it's you know i think it's very much a combination of just the the newness and being swept away and someone meeting those needs right from the very beginning and it's a different person they have different energy and so you know that's very exciting um, and if you're compatible, that's it's very exciting, right? Um, so, I mean, she's just in that space, and it's really hard. Again, this this experiment, I mean, like, there's there's no research behind this kind of, no. you know, this is not evidence based no. practice no. or anything. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, we've got people, you know, again, in relationship for years with a person. Let's break up for three weeks, get with another person real quick break up with them get back with our ex and then 
let's work through the shit, right? And let's figure out if we want to get married real quick um, in a month. In a month? <laughs> well, like, not in a month, but in a month we have to decide if we're going to get married um, or get engaged. So, it's, it's just a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot on anyone. And, I mean, you know, again, if you meet someone that you actually vibe with, <laughs> then what do you do? like it's so hard to like I would imagine it's so hard to not follow through with that because like I don't know I know how I am it's like if you see the possibility like if you see greater possibility for yourself like you won't be able to live with not knowing if yeah could have been something yeah it's like will that just eat at you in this other partnership forever will you be able to let it go and I think that very much depends on the person and the personality and the astrology but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, Oof. let's move to our next couple. Let's talk about Ozzy and Sam. Ozzy and Sam. So, okay, so we start out with them. They're in their little apartment or whatever. They're talking about how, okay, interesting discovery here. Sam makes so much more money than Ozzy. Mm-hmm. She's asking Aussie to be a little house husband. Mm-hmm. They're having this conversation about what a house husband is. And <laughs> Aussie is like, seems to not be measuring up to what it means to be a house husband. Like, <laughs> Aussie is just there and is like, Sam is like, would you be willing to, like, would you want that? Would you want to just not work? And Aussie's like, yeah. absolutely i'm coming up with is saying it under the pretense of like i've come a long way in my ideas about gender norms and it's like have you or do you just not want to work anymore (laughs) yeah i'm I'm questioning this this is like bombastic side eye over here like what like what's going on (laughs) high key toxic yeah high key and we will get into that we will too but yes like like I want to like Aussie I do too but like go to therapy go to therapy baby the way I yelled go to therapy in episode 8 yelled it oh my god (gasps) yelled it yes go to therapy now come to find out just as an aside the friend in episode 8 that helped in that situation that we'll talk about we get to it but that friend is actually uh, um, I think she's a healer some kind of, I saw her on Instagram the other day. Oh, um, so she does oh. some kind of healing work. I'm trying to remember okay. if she's actually, I don't know if she's a clinician, but I do know she does healing work. Some kind of energy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That so it's like, sense. interesting. Um, did seem to have, like, good vibes. Yes. You know. She knew yeah. what to do. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know that all friends would have gone out. Because I'm like, is, was she both of their friends or was she Sam's friend? I thought it was Sam's friend. I did too. Sam was like, would you go outside and check on Aussie? So I don't know if that was just because Sam knew that they were a healer, mm-hmm. that she was a healer, or what the, the deal was there. But Maybe so. Yeah. But we'll get to it. I mean, yeah, just thought we'll it was interesting. So, yeah, Aussie, uh, I struggle. Yes. But, <laughs> so also in this episode, we learn a lot about, so one, we learn that Sam makes more money than Aussie, which I yes. think is always, you know 
love to see how people react to that kind of dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, we also learn a little bit more about just a little glimpse into Aussie's background and childhood. So yes. Aussie is, in fact, from Australia. Yes. <laughs> and they, like, want to be called Aussie. I still don't know what the pronouns are. I heard she, but then I also, they referred to their previous name being their dead name, and so I don't true I don't make any assumptions. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Anyway, Aussie is from Australia, and they have, they meet uh, with, Aussie's brother, mm-hmm. Ron. Side note, Wood Smash. <laughs> <laughs> that Aus- he started Just talking to me and known. I was like, that Australian accent? And like, he wasn't even like that cute, that cute, but he had this like long, long hair. hair. It's the hair, isn't it? And mm. the Australian accent. And I was like, yeah, I would smash. I would smash. Wood Smash. Pass. <laughs> no, not pass. Not pass. Not pass. We're going to smash. Smash. Not pass. Smash. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that conversation with brother... Ron? Ron? Did you say Ron? Ron. Yes. His name is Ron, yeah. Ron, so eye-opening. Like, that Mm -hmm. helped explain so much Mm -hmm. and still go to therapy. Um, Yes. But... Especially now that we've had this conversation. Yes. Definitely. Yes. I'm like, okay, so there's some awareness you're opening up. Like, it's time. Let's go do the work. You ready? Let's go do it. (laughs) Go do the work. Um, cause yeah, Aussie definitely has some work to do. I don't think Aussie is a lost cause. I just think Aussie needs to go to therapy and work Aussie through these needs things. To do some work. Yes. Needs to do some work. Yes. yes. Um, so moving on, then we get to Ray and Lexi. Um, so in their kind of opening scene, it's the two of them sitting on the couch. Ray's doing a lot of crying. Like they're, the cancer they're she is. working through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ray, Ray is trying it seems to figure herself out um at one point in that conversation they're talking about something and ray was like oh did you like the top i had on and lexi's like yeah i picked it out for you what a capricorn thing to do she literally dresses her girlfriend lexi lexi (laughs) they yeah that conversation it felt like they were like moving forward yeah but then like, they take a few steps forward, and then I feel like they take a million steps back. I'm just like, nah, I get reminded that Lexi is still way too young for this kind of commitment. Way too young. But she's but she's so ready for it. She it's... feels like she's so ready for it. Mm-hmm. She's got these ideas in her head. I feel like she's got these, like, these are the, you know, she's Capricorn. These are things I'm supposed to do. Like, you know, she's I got to meet these the goals and check the boxes. I got to do these things. Like, yes. this is how it goes. I'm supposed to dress my girlfriend. I do these things, <laughs> you know. Right. Like, you know, like, pick out her clothes. Like, I'm responsible. You're gonna be like, I wish that I had a partner who dressed themselves in right. their own style, and I didn't dress them. You know, like you're, you're gonna, gonna create a dependency one day. Come on now, exactly. Don't do it. That's not the move. Exactly. It's not the move. Uh, also, very relatable content. Yeah, very relatable content. <laughs> yes. So they, they also discuss, you know, they're, they're reconnecting, um, you know, I think they're, you know, trying to get back into things after, you know, Ray's indiscretion <laughs> with Which, Vanessa. Again, Lexi will not shut the fuck up about. I'm just, she, she can't let it go. Let Vanessa go. She is she so can't. upset by Vanessa. Yes. Now, I do have some strong uh, thing thoughts about why. Um, because I think when you run into personalities like Vanessa and when you get cropped in her crosshairs, 
you become a when you become one of those targets for those kinds of people it's hard it's hard because she sees something but she's like i don't everyone else doesn't see this about this person right and the person has started doing stuff like to get in into her relationship so she's like nah like we're not doing it she yes yes so frustrating so lexi is having a hard time being able to let go of the vanessa thing but she tried. <laughs> She's trying. She's, She's trying. Doing her best. She's doing her best. She's doing her She's best. Doing her best. Uh, yeah. So speaking of Vanessa. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Let's Vanessa. Talk about Vanessa so, and Xander. <laughs> the first thing I wrote down in here with Xander and Vanessa, because they're having this like romantic meal or whatever, I'm like, okay, Xander with the chef skills, like... <laughs> Did Xander cook? I didn't even pick that up. Xander cooked that first, very first opening scene, and I'm like, "Ooh, look at you! Look at you, fully crushing, fully Mm. crushing." Also, wood smash, wood smash, wood smash, wood smash. We love Xander. (laughs) But also, the other thing I noticed: they sit down to have this dinner together, and it seems like. Vanessa has really pulled Xander back into her clutches, you know? Because mm-hmm. Xander's... Even the body... I wrote down something about the body language where they're sitting at this table. Vanessa's, like, leaned back, and she's eating her food, and she's got very, like, straight-up-and-down posture. Mm-hmm. And Xander is, like, leaned leaning in. in mm-hmm. and, like, like, you can tell, you can see it, and I'm just like, Xander, no, 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 no! She's all the way there. All the way in all there. there. Yeah. But maybe she wasn't. Maybe she actually wasn't all the way in there. Wink, wink. Maybe. You know what? Who's the real liar here? Who's the real narcissist? You know, okay, listen. So, I look, I have some thoughts. Because I'm like, sometimes, (laughs) I'm not going to, I ain't saying that word with Xander, but I'm like, sometimes when I see Xander with other people, I'm like, the thing is, the thing is, when you are dealing with that kind of person, Mm -hmm. I do feel like some of that... It has to rub off, but not rub off, but it's like, it's almost like you have to pick up some of that as a defense. Yes. But then you don't know how to take it back off, you know, and you start using with other people and it's like, whoa, 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 you're getting into a a little manipulative space. You're getting a little, you know, that's a little toxic right there. Uh, (laughs) But that just, just some thoughts about that. But yeah, I mean... Yeah. Now, again, so Xander asked Vanessa what she wants in the marriage. Because Xander's like, oh, so you've had this, you know, this change, you know, Vanessa 2.0, you know. I'd like to meet Vanessa 2.0. Yeah. Like, what? so what are you thinking? Like, what about marriage? Vanessa has nothing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she literally says, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm ready. I'm just ready. What What She's are you ready for then? You, babe. What do you think it's going to be? Oh, my God. And then this, I believe... Let's see. Let me make sure I didn't write this down. Oh, no. That's episode eight. Next episode <laughs> is when they meet her dad. Uh-huh, yeah. Now, that, that's another very Ooh, telling conversation. so juicy. Yes. Yes. Really quickly, <laughs> let's get to Tip and Mildred. Yes. The main thing that I got from this is Mildred saying, you can stop being an asshole, but I can't stop being Latina. <laughs> I was and like, now, like, Mildred... <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I don't. I am a white person, but like you can't say that. You can't. Now, Mildred. Now, girl. 
you cannot say <laughs> that you interrupt people because you a Latina. Now we understand, like as people, yes, any Latina friends, we know, you know, culturally Latina women, maybe gotta, more, you, you know, yeah, you, yeah, you got to get hurt, right? Because people, you got to get in there. Um, and there are other cultures like that as well. You know, Italians tend to be like that. Yes, um, you know, get in there. Um, but get in it or get lost. Right. <laughs> but when you're in a one-on-one relationship with somebody, <laughs> no, you're not. You don't have to yell. We don't have to yell. We both we both need to create space so we can both be heard. And so <laughs> they talk about respect in this conversation, and that is an interesting thing as it's it's not boding well for these two again very passionate but but i also wrote down okay so this is like the first scene where we're being introduced to them in their trial marriage or yeah and then we come back at the end they go on this other little date Mm -hmm. they're they're kind of you know they're getting ready to have their sort of last time together and i literally wrote did mildred go to therapy in between takes because she comes back with like, yes, I understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like their second conversation, night and day. Self awareness. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. do they have a therapist on staff? No, but <laughs> because it literally feels like she went to therapy. But she might have gone to therapy, but I don't think they have one on the staff. <laughs> they need to, but they don't. wildly different. Uh, then we also yes. learn a little bit about uh, Mildred's son having special needs. Yes, like, you know that kind of being a big thing obviously we've kind of explored some of her attachment stuff before which also tends to be a big part of it like mm-hmm. i don't know it's an interesting dynamic for them it is it is i i did appreciate that they were able to come back and have a much more um you know mature um calm what is the the word i'm trying to say uh just self-aware conversation just aware both of them aware because i felt like in the first conversation tiff was trying to bring that energy <laughs> but then when mildred said it's because i'm a latina she was like oh hold on hold on, hold on. She was like, I'm done. okay <laughs> this is a ridiculous conversation. okay <laughs> she said wait a minute she said respect does not have a race and i was like come on tiff now that's it's now that is true that is true tiff <laughs> so interesting to me because sometimes you know individually they are extremely insightful Mm -hmm. and they get into this like toxic ass place but with the two of them together and I don't know if it's just they're both just like that sometimes and good at covering it up or if it's just it brings like the two of them together brings it out of each other I don't know what that is but I don't know I want to root for them but I just like I don't have a lot of hope that that's gonna go well (laughs) You know, it's it. It sounds like you know it. It it was again. They were hot and heavy. They had a good time. Mm-hmm. It maybe maybe they need to <laughs> call it. After maybe they need this. to cool it. <laughs> Let's just be friends. Let's stay friends. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong they, with that. They would never though. They literally could not. They can't stop touching each other. Just oof, so handsy. Mm. So handsy. I need some and of that in my life, honestly. <laughs> Handsy in front of the camera, either. Right. Like, damn, y'all know that the, can't, the people are watching. The people Poor can see you on the end of the bed. The like, dog. <laughs> there's what I think that was actually episode six. I think that was last episode, but it was. Yeah. There, it's the dogs on the end of the bed, and it, the bed's moving, and you're just like, 
I can't believe they're allowed to show this on TV. But at least kick the dog out of the kick bed. Kick the dog. But you know what? Again, relatable content. Because who? how many okay. people's dogs be just chilling in the room, <laughs> on the bed? Speaking of bombastic side eye, just like, there. Now shout out to my old dog because my my first dog was not about that life. She's like, oh no, girl, I'm no, gone. No. <laughs> she was leaving yeah. the room. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Kimo will get under the bed and be like, I'm just pretending it's not happening. Right. I'm just pretending it's not happening. I'm this like, is so oh, uncomfortable, y'all. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, you pick the worst place to hide. I I know. Right under the bed. Space, but, like, what are you doing? Like the the place that we're doing it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, okay. but anyway, <laughs> let's get to the main event here, okay? Yes. The main event yes. of episode seven, which is the cocktail hour. The cocktail hour. Let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about it. So we arrive at the cocktail hour, and we just start in. We just come on right into the drama, um, and we find out that Vanessa has texted Mal. So to let bizarre. her know that Xander and Yoli have been cockit- talking on the side. This made me laugh so hard because Mal said, Vanessa thinks that she's a fire starter and she's a fruit fly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Mal is not, fuck, like, she does not give a shit about what Vanessa's got going on. So she, like, she didn't heard all the stuff from Lexi. She's like... Listen, Good. you ain't nobody I'm to tired me. Tired of this bitch. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, she's like but this then, little fruit at fly. The end, they okay, so they bring Yoli over. They're all having the conversation together. Yes. Like she's like confronting her. Like, why did you do this? Like, let's talk about it. But then she's like, oh well, while we're here, you know, since we're here, like, what what did it say? What what, did, a, what are we talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you asked her to send a selfie. Okay. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's this whole little conversation. It's like. You know, I don't think that Vanessa is anybody to Mal, but at the same time, Mal does kind of go, so, you know, because we're here. And I think oh, this yeah, is you know, where she starts to kind of go, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not a hell yes for her. Maybe she's not a hell yes for me. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, you know, I love that she just brought it on out. Like, I love that right. she was like, oh, come on over here. You. Right. And we're you, talk about it. let's have a conversation. She's like, oh, no, we're not about to do that. Uh, let's let's everybody get together. Let's talk about it. Let's get it on, on the table. I was like, I love Would it. Would this make you me know, deeply love uncomfortable? It. Yes. Yes. Is this the way that you should handle stuff like this? Absolutely. Yes. Very Virgo. Absolutely. Virgo said, no, no, no. We're not playing those games. Let's do this in a logical fashion. Yes. So just... They they got on to it. Um, yeah, there was there was a, some confusion. There were some things apparently that uh, people didn't remember that they did or said in those text messages. Uh huh. That's right. That Yoli oh, maintained. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that happened. What do you mean you didn't know it happened? And then <laughs> she's like, Oh yeah, okay, I can see that. I can see that. It's like, right. Like no, you said it, didn't you? You did it. You did it. It's- like hold on now, not I can see that. See that that kind of stuff irritate me. I'm like, now that sounds like some shit I probably would do. But also that irritates me to see someone else do that shit. No, be direct. Did you say this or no? Did you do it or not? Right. Did you do it or not? Just keep it funky. So <laughs> that conversation ends. Mm-hmm. Then we next thing we see Xander and Yoli 
together, having a little, a little having connection a moment, tryst. right? A little tryst. They they're hugging and telling each other they miss each other and yeah. having little secret conversations about decision day and what they gonna do and do you still you know what you thinking what you want me you don't want me like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm right, I'm you there's... know I'm doing a lot here but <laughs> well but that is kind of the gist <laughs> pretty of much what was happening, happening right mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, very shady. Very shady. Very shady. But they, you know, it's clear that there are still feelings there on both ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another piece of this, um, I'm trying to. Did I put it later? No. So this is. So this this continued to happen. So this like they, we see them this first scene together, but then they keep Yoli keeps finding ways to find her way back to Xander. So they have this conversation with Mildred and Mal walks up to join, you know, she's like, can I join the conversation? And Yoli like kind of is like, well, no, it's kind of intimate or whatever. And I'm like, it's kind of, it, it's kind of intimate. You get her to go away because you want to have your moment. Because you want to have your moment with Xander and your girl over here will facilitate that for you. Because <laughs> that's what Bessies right. do, um, so that's fine, you know. Bessies do that kind of stuff, sure, but um, so Mal and Yoli go off to the side. You know, they talk, and she's like, "You want me to trust you?" Now, this is where Mal really, really gains some big points here, right? Because she's giving Yoli this space to just figure this thing out. She's been so cool about it. She's frankly. been real cool. Like, Most yeah. people would not. Right. She's been real patient. That you have fallen in love with someone else. She's just like trusting the process. Like, mm-hmm. Come back to me. She's, yeah. I mean, big girl stuff right here. So, yeah. props to Mal. Props to her. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, a quick, a quick thing in here. Ray curves Vanessa, uh, real quick, and then yes. Oh my god. <laughs> and then Lexi still ends up having a problem with it. Still, Lexi still, still. has a problem later. She's like, yeah. you need to set some fucking boundaries. I mean, she she and she hit she her firm did. too. Like, I don't have any plans of having uh, Vanessa in, my, in our lives. I'm like, oh. And, well, but I thought, I what thought about me? Ray did a really good job. Like, I think she did her, too. Considering what kind of person she seems to be, like, yeah. she does seem to like not really know herself super well, or mm-hmm. have, you know, a little bit of a people pleaser, maybe. Yeah. In some ways, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, she's definitely a lot more passive, a more you know quiet at least a little you know um so yeah i think she did fine i think she was just like oh you know <laughs> kind of play her to the left a little bit but you know right. like, <laughs> it's like ah. yeah yeah a little stiff arm like hey all right um <laughs> it's like nice to see you give you a handshake give you a dap um <laughs> uh, so but yeah Lexi still has an issue with it um so we come back to another conversation with mal and now the whole group. Um, yeah. Making their, the Xander-Yoli relationship is the center of the cocktail hour. It is the center now. Everybody is talking about it. Xander's over. And so Mal is questioning Xander about, does she choose Yoli? Like, Mal is like, look, I choose Yoli. We've been through all this, that, and the other together. Boom, boom, boom. I choose her through all of this shit. I choose her. Yes. Do you choose her? And so then they pull Yoli in, because so, Yoli was over here talking to her homegirl. 
They pull Yoli in so, so Yoli could see. <laughs> now, this was a little slightly manipulative. Slightly manipulative. Um, <laughs> because still reality TV after still, all. Yes, absolutely. So they get her because Mal wants her to see what Xander's response is. And of course, Xander's like, I don't know just yet. I don't know if I choose her. I'm well, choosing myself. Everybody is right there. Like, right. I too would have a hard time just being like, yes, I'm deciding right here in front of Vanessa. Especially the way Vanessa is crazy. In front of Vanessa, right. I would, I would have a hard time with that. As yes. Well. Yes. So, she put the pressure on her. She said she didn't know. So then... That's where we leave the night. And everybody goes home to talk about it. <laughs> Ooh, everybody, does, everybody talks about and it. And they all talked about it. Uh, so we won't talk about all the individual conversations about it. But I did want to point out that uh, Vanessa, <laughs> in her conversation with Xander, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, yeah, we're going through some shit. You hurt me a lot. I'm like, cool. She turned right back into being a victim. She is Man. great at turning so, back into the victim. And and Xander allows it. Xander has mm-hmm. not for one second been like, actually, you embarrassed the fuck out of me. You nope. really hurt me. Like, mm-hmm. nope, she just let it happen. I want her to stand up for herself more with her, you know? Mm-hmm. I do, too. I have, you know, we have thoughts about why. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, hey, here we are. So... I was trying to see if there's anything else. I think that I think that's it for episode seven. Do you have any final thoughts for episode seven? No, I think that's pretty much it. And I want to get into episode eight because we don't have yes. a ton of time left. Yes. And the oh man, the first thing, well, so much happens here. Let's start with Xander and <laughs> Vanessa because we were just talking about them. Yes. Vanessa's dad again. I want that man to have a TV show where he just Vanessa's gives everybody dad. bad advice, but bad also. Advice. This is the only good advice. Somewhat. Some good points. Good points. And Vanessa did not want to hear it. Didn't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. So he is sitting down and Vanessa's saying like, yes, I'm ready for marriage now. Blah, blah, blah. This man sees right through that shit. Absolutely. He said, you are trying to be chosen and you are changing yourself so that, that this, that you don't have to, you know, be left by Xander basically. Mm-hmm. Like, is this really what you want? I He's saying, I've been there. This man has been married three times, he says. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this He's giving good advice, and Vanessa's like, at every turn, she's like, no, I am ready. I am ready. You don't know me. Yeah. I mean, he straight up, he straight up tells her she just doesn't want to lose. Like, you you know, you're invested. You, you've you done all this. I mean, and I think that really... Sunk cost fallacy, baby. Like, yeah, like, I mean, it really speaks to that, you know, uh, personality issue um, where it is, it does become a competition. It's not necessarily that I love you so much and value you so much. I just can't lose you. You want to win. Especially to somebody else. Like, no, 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 no. You can't leave me. I leave you like right. and if if I'm not leaving I you yet yeah like I'm not, not going ready. away yes so yeah he called that right on now he's like you just don't want to lose you just <laughs> your ego he he straight up called it an ego he yeah. said ego it's, it's this is an ego thing absolutely that he's so right he knows his kid he knows his because kid because 
they are so much alike. Like, and Xander's just sitting there, like taking it all in, mm-hmm. not really saying a whole lot. It's interesting. It's very. I mean, I think that's. I don't know how many times they've had conversations like that with her or dad, or someone in her family. But I'm like, if a family member is saying that, yeah. <laughs> if a parent is like, yeah, I've known you for a while. Um, <laughs> this exactly. Sounds like this happening here. Something to pay attention to. Something to pay attention to. Then, our next major event of episode eight. Aussie has a full meltdown. Mm. A full meltdown. And I had so many feelings about this. It is, okay. It is so hard to see somebody be in this much pain. It is Especially, like, you and I, like, I don't mean to be one of those assholes who's like, oh, my God, I'm a highly sensitive person. But also, like, it's hard to, like, look at that and not take that in and feel like you can tell that Aussie is in a fuck ton of pain. Yeah. But the things that Aussie is saying, I cannot get down with. I cannot. Yeah. What do you mean? He's, she's like, they, they are, like, saying things about you know oh i'm i'm hearing your truth but you're not hearing my truth you don't look like you're hearing my truth at all no you're just trying to get your point across yeah i can't i'm ooh, ooh. it just really it was kind of triggering also uses a lot of um a lot of their trial their background their trauma to excuse you know yes Again, like, what they're doing. Like, well, you know, you know about this. You know this about me. It's like, yeah, I do know that about you. But what are you I'm going to do about it? I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not right. trying to make you feel bad. That's fine. It but you have matter. to. <laughs> you are. And so you have to do something her. different. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, it's so frustrating. And Sam is so right in that she came back from her trial marriage experience being a little bit more forthright, mm-hmm. a little bit more talkative, standing up for herself, mm-hmm. and Ozzy hates it. Hates it. Ozzy hates it. And oh. every time she does, every time she just really speaks up for herself and doesn't just accept whatever Ozzy is saying, that is when yeah. Ozzy has these meltdowns, where and, sh- and they have to leave, and you know, like, I can't with the leaving. But Ozzy walked out, right? And then had a Literally breakdown. Literally took an Uber. Literally took an Uber after. Listen, listen. Could not handle it. You can't even come back to the table with me? Mm-mm. We didn't even get into a... Okay. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> you go you ahead and go. walked out, and then you, like, worked yourself up so much. Man, this was a lot. It was Childhood a lot. trauma was so blatant and... Yeah, I don't. I feel for that sh- for people when that shit happens, but that is not an excuse. At some point, you just gotta figure it out. Yep, you know it's our adu- it's our job as adults, right? Like we have to figure it out. We have to work on our our trauma. Like, yeah, it sucks that this happened to me, and it wasn't my fault. But now I gotta do the work to, to deal do with it. About it. <laughs> so do it doesn't ruin my life. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, not a lot of other major events for other couples in this one. Yeah. Um, I will just really quickly. The the friend of Mal's 
when they go to see Yoli and Mal and they go back yes. to with her friend. That friend cracks me up because they're just like, Yoli, what the fuck? Yeah. And then Yoli gets up and leaves and Mal and the friend have this moment where they go back and forth and they're both just saying, that was trash. 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 Tra- I mean... <laughs> I was like, are these my friends? Because this is exactly the conversation. Trash. Yeah. That's trash. trash. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. And it I was trash, honestly. Trash. Like, I... It was. It was trash. I also really respected... Yoli was being very bold with the friend and very honest. And I really respect that. But mm-hmm. also, like... Ah, that friend's... If you guys do end up back together, that friend is not going to like you. She's not. You you basically burned a bridge. Absolutely. You know? Yep. It's, huh, yeah. Sometimes. Yep. And I wouldn't like you for my friend either. Like, I'd be like, oh, no, I'm good on that. I'm good on you. And exactly. I'm good on you for my girl. So, <laughs> just. Exactly. As the friend, that's definitely where I would be. So, I'm like, yes. oh, no. No, you need to be a hell yes on my friend. What the fuck? Like, you ain't no hell yes oh, right now. You want her to be a hell yes for you, and you ain't a hell yes for her. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, not a whole lot of other exciting things for Tiff and Mildred. Not a lot for Ray and Lexi in this episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking about the final decisions that everyone makes. Mm. And the reunion. So we have episode 10 is the yes. reunion. Oh my and God, that is quite a quite an interesting too. one. <laughs> mm. Can't wait to talk about that. Yes. So, um, again... You know, we didn't really uh, expect to get in this deep with all sides this week. It's all right. But I'm kind of glad we did. I This was a good episode to do it with because a yeah. lot happened. Yes, yes. So we'll we'll talk about 9 and 10 next week. Week after That's that, right. we'll see. Uh, right. <laughs> one of the next two episodes. We only have two more episodes, y'all. Oh, my God. Is that right? No. I think we have three, actually. Three? No, we have two. No, we have two. We sorry, y'all. We cut one. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. We I just didn't cut it out of our our setup yet. So. Yeah, that's okay. We'll get there. Well, yes. two more episodes. Two more episodes, y'all. All right, y'all, we are back to wrap up the show. And before we go, I'm just going to do a quick little horoscope for you all. I think last week I promised a Venus in Leo horoscope. We've got a plane, you know, everyone likes to fly over when I start talking. Um, but we're going to jump right in, y'all. Um, so first up, we have Aries. Fly on through it. Yeah. Um, Aries, Venus in Leo, this is what you can expect. So grab your favorite childhood photo and create an altar for your inner child. Otherwise, when was the last time you enjoyed a celebratory night out? The planet of love is pirouetting through your heart-centered fifth house of authenticity, creativity, and self-expression, which means it's time to put your talents on display. Not to worry, you won't have to try very hard. You're a magnet for praise and affection this Venusian season, and your theatrical persona makes you all the more irresistible. To think your red-hot ruler Mars is also charging up this area of your chart. As for Venus retrograde, 
You'll want to make note of your creative ideas and inspirations between July and September. By the way, romantic flings from the past are also likely to resurface, so keep your head held high and show them what they've been missing, okay? Aries, that's you, baby. All right, Taurus. Here's what you can expect for your Venus and Leo season. Home is where both your heart and the party is. So call up your best pals because you're the host with the most. This is also an excellent transit for family gatherings and fun-filled activities that bring you and your loved ones together. Now, in addition to having your celestial ruler Venus sweetening up things in your humble abode, you also have feisty Mars adding wood to the fire. Those of you entertaining the thought of readorning your living space, don't hesitate to take the creative lead as long as you're being mindful of your spending. Venus retrograde will be especially significant for you given that Venus just so happens to be your planetary ruler, not to mention retrograding through the most personal sector in your chart. Themes surrounding family assets, childhood heirlooms, and or your close relatives could come up for review. Taurus. Review, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Gemini. That's what you can expect for your Venus in Leo season. It's hard to use your indoor voice when both Mars and Venus are in Leo, let alone igniting your chatty third house of communication. Fortunately, there's nothing you enjoy more than dynamic storytelling and, well, the tea will be scorching hot now that the planet of love is dazzling this area of your chart. Whether via Instagram DMs with your crush or in the break room with your favorite core workers, there's no denying your theatrical and charismatic persona. You're already a brilliant conversationalist, so go on and take the mic. Keep in mind, between July and September, Venus Retrograde will likely inspire you with the influx of ideas, whether creatively or with regards to your personal life. You're naturally fickle, but it can be difficult to stay present at this time. Make sure you're communicating clearly and penciling your miscellanies. Ooh, miscellanies. (laughs) (laughs) I don't often get that version of the word. Like, okay, miscellanies. Um, (laughs) Of course, on the Gemini, you always get the interesting words on Gemini horoscopes. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right, Cancer. That's what you can expect for your Venus and Leo season. Remember who you are and don't be afraid to prioritize your personal values. You are worth more than you give yourself credit for. Although, whether for better or for worse, your relationship with money and your sense of self-worth are being brought to the forefront at this time. This is especially true with Venus making its regal debut in Leo and your stability-seeking second house of money, finances, and possessions. Feeling the urge to splurge? Venus already craves the finer things, but the glitz and glamour tends to go up a notch or two when transiting, transiting Leo, I'm sorry, transiting lavishly. (laughs) Moreover, 
Venus will backspin through this area of your chart between July and September, which is where you could be confronted with a newfound awareness around finances and or your sense of security in general. Are you sure? Ooh, that applies to me as a cancer rising. Mm, might. <laughs> I mean, rising. Yep. Are you sure of what you can bring to the table? All right, cancer. Mm, things to look out for. All right. Leo. Venus and Leo. All right. Not that you've never not been ready for your close up, but it's all eyes on you <laughs> and for more reasons than one. In addition to having both Mars, mm -hmm, Mars and now Venus in your sign, your ruler, the sun, is also lighting up your 11th house of social contributions and sense of belonging in the world. Reflect on your personal branding and unique identity. After all, you're more likely to connect with potential suitors under this dazzling transit whether for personal or professional reasons. More importantly, Venus will retrograde in your sign between July and September, and this, and no, this doesn't put a damper on your birthday festivities, okay? Because we know y'all care about that birthday, Leo. Um, if anything, this is an opportunity for you to tend to your personal appearance or perhaps refresh your wardrobe selection. Warning. Steer clear of cosmetic procedures and risky makeovers that have the potential of going south. Again, because this is, uh, are we, I don't know, Venus and Mars, though. Um, so you got to watch out for that Mars part because Mars is like accidents and injuries and stuff. And, you know, mess something up. You know, so just wait. Just don't do it. Just don't oh, do nothing. No. Don't have any procedures, Leah. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Virgo. This is what you can expect for Venus and Leo season. Take a load off, Virgo. Lady Venus will be joining go-getter Mars and Leo via your sleepy 12th house of closure, inhibitions, and unconscious patterns, which presents you with an opportunity to get reacquainted with your personal life behind the scenes. And though you're compassionate by nature, it's important to be discerning when it comes to the sacrifices you consciously and or unconsciously choose to make. This is also a wonderful time to check in with yourself and bask in with some well-deserved alone time. Activities where you can reconnect with your Zen, a day at the spa, meditation, yoga, etc. are suggested. Venus will eventually station retrograde, and this could bring awareness to relationship patterns you unknowingly subscribe to, while others of you find the will to surrender to a romantic partnership once and for all. Mm. Some may be coming to an end, John. Ooh, surrender a romantic Break partnership. Break ups okay. for Virgo. Or let goes, let goes, releasing. It's in the season. Virgo might be releasing. Let go. <laughs> Let's let there go. There we go. Um, Libra, that's what you can expect for Venus in Leo season. Your social media content is popping. But then again, it's not hard to double tap when you're a Venusian and irresistible. Also, it's not every day your luscious planetary ruler sashays through your 11th house of soirees, friendship, and social contributions. 
sachets, honey. Sachets yes. through your soiree. It's, yes, okay. it's Pride Month, honey. Um, <laughs> so you're living it up and showing the world the true story of a sparkling socialite. Mars is also igniting this area of your chart, which means if you're suddenly crushing or craving romantic attention from an acquaintance, it's bound to fizzle as quickly as it starts. <laughs> On July 22nd, <laughs> your goddess ruler will station retrograde, which is where things are bound to get interesting. <laughs> For example, if you've been surrounding yourself with superficial energies who aren't general, genuinely supportive of your unique talents or simply not in alignment with your future goals and aspirations, the truth will be crystal clear. So, crystal clear. Govern yourselves accordingly, Libras. Okay, Scorpio. Like Here's what you can expect for your Venus and Leo season. Spruce up your LinkedIn profile. Ooh. LinkedIn. Okay. <laughs> We're still using LinkedIn? Woo! Okay. LinkedIn. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. All right. Let me get that. <laughs> it's just a personal trigger. Uh, spruce up your, per your, your LinkedIn profile, Scorpio, and restock those business cards. <laughs> Venus will be joining your co-ruler Mars via the show-stopping sign of Leo and your 10th house of authority, reputation, and legacy in the world. Whether professionally or in terms of finances, Venus brings out the best in you as you are equally as diplomatic as you are celebrated for your work ethic at this time. This is when the stars align for a well-deserved promotion, while others may send out resumes in hope of landing the jobs of your dreams. The irony of this glow up, however, is that Venus will eventually station retrograde in this area of your chart but this doesn't take away from its appeal. In fact, if you were contemplating whether to launch your own business or perhaps to connect with a mentor that could help you level up, now's the time to do it. My advice, put a portfolio of your work together. Okay, okay. Scorpio. Noted. Scorpio's making money moves and job moves over here, you know, moving up right. in the world. We love to see that. Yes. All right, Sagittarius, it's your Venus and Leo's horoscope. Are you ready to take the stage? Everything from your unique point of view to the creativity behind your personal experiences is under the spotlight of this Venusian transit. Everyone has something that makes them stand out in the crowd, but it's up to you to stand firm in what you believe in. Nevertheless, whether through travel or a higher form of education, this is an opportunity for you to reconnect with your heart's desires and what essentially has the power to set your soul on fire. Keep in mind, Venus will retrograde through this area of your chart between July and September, which means that amidst expanding your horizons via relationships and or financial opportunities, it's important to remain humble and keep an open mind. You learn something new every day, and there's so much to learn about yourself in the process. Okay, a little self-growth, Sag, okay. We like right. that. Learn some things about yourself. Yes, come on. All right, Capricorn, your Venus and Leo horoscope. 
Intimacy and sexual chemistry are top of mind with both Mars and Leo, I'm sorry, Mars and Venus, shaking up your eighth house of shared resources and energy exchanges. Energy exchanges, yes. Uh, <laughs> right yeah <laughs> although despite your lust for life and insatiable urge to merge you're being <laughs> you're being confronted with the shadowy attributes of your love language and individual desires is there an equal amount of give and take in this transaction are you confident in vocalizing your personal needs there is a rage and passion surrounding your connections but with Venus stationing retrograde on July 22nd, there's an opportunity to heal and reconnect with your sense of self-worth. This is especially true for those of you who have experienced power dynamics in your intimate connections, whether financial or when pertaining to investments of the ego. Hmm. Investments of the ego, Cap, okay. Ego investments. Right. Aquarius, <laughs> your Venus and Leo horoscope. All right, we all get by with a little help from our friends, but you're not about to settle for anything less than the royal treatment. After all, with Venus dazzling your committed self house, seventh house of agreements, compromise, and significant others, you're not only as present, yes, you're not only as present as you ever as ever in your relationships, but also reveling in the unique attention that comes with it. This is an excellent transit for personal and professional collaborations, specifically those where you can shine bright in your authenticity. More importantly, however, Venus will be stationing retrograde in Leo between July and September. And though you're having, and though you're craving harmony in your one-on-one -on -one connections, you could come to realize which relationships require more time, energy, and sacrifice, whether it, is, whether it be because of you or them. On a brighter note, pending legal matters could become finalized if revisited. Okay. Oh, oh legal matters, okay. okay. Just, just wrap that on up. Just, just throw that in at the end. Uh, those legal matters, Aquarius. Um, I guess that hopefully it resolves in your favor, uh, I guess. Um, so last but not least, right, <laughs> Pisces, this is your Venus in Leo horoscope. When we feel our best, we do our best. And you're seeing this firsthand with Venus dazzling your sixth house of health, day-to-day -day affairs and acts of service, whether personally or in terms of your occupation, Venus's journey through vivacious Leo is not only energizing and motivating you, but also making sure the sun shines a light on your unique gifts on a daily basis. You're just as productive as you are inspired, and you may also receive sweet compliments and encouragement from those you connect with regularly. As for Venus retrograde, however, this is an excellent time to partake in detoxes, cleanses, and or a much needed decluttering in your personal space. You have the courage to maximize your day in the best way possible, and the more authentic you are in your approach, the better. In the meantime, reflect on how you can be the king and or queen of your own world on a daily basis. All right, y'all. 
That's been your Venus and Leo horoscope. Okay. Govern yourselves accordingly. Yes. Govern yourselves accordingly. Yes. So we're here. We're at the end. It's time to wrap things up, my friends. Um, So this is where I say, you know, if you would like to send us a message, it's a little voice note. Oh, side note here. I did put a link in our link tree. So if you go to our TikTok or our Instagram, there is a link that you can leave voice notes. So if you like to leave a voice note about the show, <gasps> comments, yeah. questions, whatever, anything, it. anything you want, leave us a voice note. That's where you can find that link. It is there for yes. you forever. So you can find it. Um, but if you would like to, uh, to do a reading for you on the show, um, if you have questions, if you have suggestions, anything like that, email us. And our email address is suchapiscespod at gmail.com. And that is spelled S-U-C-H-A-P-I-S-C-E-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. As always, you can also find us at Such a Pisces Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and as Christine just mentioned, TikTok. I'm really trying to be more active over there, I promise. Um, <laughs> so far, so good. She's doing it. She's doing it. Uh, if you have not already, please, please, please like uh, like us, subscribe to our podcast, maybe leave us a little review, yes. tell a friend. And if you are listening on Spotify and you have not noticed, we, we leave fun little polls um, on Spotify. That's a fun little feature that they have. So go ahead and take those. It takes like two seconds. Like, just like let us know some shit about you yeah so that we can you know we can have some data okay yeah tell us things we're trying to get to know y'all there'll be some polls popping up on instagram soonish so you know just be on the lookout but we want to get to know our audience better so please interact and engage with those things yes we love to see it we love to see it anything else before we get out of here friend that's it y'all we're done. <laughs> We're done. We're done. Let's get out of here. Let's get I'm out. Hungry. Yes. Late. Yes. I'm going to go edit the pod, make a little dinner. It's going to be a great time. Yes. All right, y'all. So, you know, stay safe out here in these streets. Protect your energy. Bye. Bye.